this was a really fun episode uh, and a great way to meet Nick and Sheena. We had planned on meeting with them last week, but things kind of didn't work out. And then we had a guest that was planned for this week that didn't work out. So they were coming in. Oh, my gosh. It just was couldn't have been planned better. (laughs) God's intervention is what I uh, definitely had to say when we were Good Friday and one of our guests uh, unfortunately had to cancel and we're like, ah, grasping. And in the meantime, I was talking with Mike uh, in regards to this meeting and trying to rebook and let him know what happened. And he's like, well, hey, why don't we have you and Nick come on? (laughs) I mean, duh. And he's just like, yeah. And then we realized that we definitely had an army come and God had different plans. And as, you know, life happens in recovery, that's kind of how things roll out. No matter how hard we plan, no matter how hard we think something's going to happen, sometimes things just don't happen the way we think they are. No, and I'm not mad about it. It was a lot of fun. I definitely think we have to have uh, Nick and Sheena back on for sure. And if you don't know who we're talking about, it's Nick and Sheena from We Are Warriors. Um, They have an incredible magazine out. They do a lot of outreach for specifically for people who are suffering with PTSD and are first responders to get them into treatment. So they're doing some incredible things. We really wanted to shine a light on some nonprofit organizations that you can support leading up to Just for 24. Because yes, we want to show the fun and recovery. We absolutely want to end the stigma, get our voices, our faces and everything out there. But we also think it's great to support the people that are helping people um, that are still suffering as well. So we're putting that out there, so if anyone wants to go check them out, please do, and we hope you enjoy this episode. You are listening to Seek Purpose, the podcast, where guests share how they have survived their pain, explored their passions, and found their purpose. We are the platform that gives a voice to journeys of recovery and the opportunity to get inspired by those who have overcome their hurts, habits, and hangups. you found your pathway to recovery, now it's time to find your pathway to purpose. Subscribe to the show, join our online community, and become a purpose seeker today. We just want to give a quick shout out to our upcoming event, Just424. It's been incredible, the people that have jumped on and already sent us videos, but we would love to get more. So if you want to send us a promo video, all the information is on just424.com. We'd love to have you be a part of this incredible event. Do you want to talk a little bit about what the event is about, Suzanne? You bet. Just for 24. Last year, uh, this event started and we really focused around relapse prevention. That kind of was the topic of Just for 24 this year, which is kind of part of relapse prevention, but it's fun because we need to have joy and sobriety and recovery. And uh, we want to hear all about what people are doing in recovery. And most importantly, we want to hear from the family members and how you are supporting us and how you are coming together to, you know, help us have some fun in our recovery journey. So that's what Just for 24 is all about. April 24th, you stay sober, go live, either if you are in recovery or if you're supporting a friend or family member or co-worker uh, that's uh, living with alcoholism addiction. Amazing. Hey, everybody. I'm Brooke. Hi, friends. I'm Suzanne. And this is Seek Purpose, the podcast. Today, I am so excited to introduce Nick and Sheena from We Are Warriors and our old returning favorites, Mike and Jen from Recovery Army Outreach. We're so happy to have you guys here today. Yeah, we are. Thank you. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be talking about finding purpose and turning it into a movement. And uh, these four are making waves in the recovery community by not just 
talking the talk, but walking the walk and giving back in big ways. Uh, their aligned missions brought them together to create resources that stretch. We're Canadian, they're US, <laughs> North America wide. <laughs> so we're really excited to have uh, all of you here today and let's get into it. Yeah, to get Sounds started, good. actually, Mick and Sheeta, you are new to our community. Welcome to Seek Purpose. You're now part of the family. You can't get rid of us. Um, <laughs> uh, would you tell our community about what you guys have started with We Are Warriors magazine? Um, yeah, actually, I'm going to let Sheena do this because she never talks on a live. So I'm going to put her right <laughs> on the spot to build up our company. Go ahead, babe. You're in okay well we are warriors magazine is a magazine that we put together um, to reach as many people as possible not only in the recovery community um, but also to have other people outside the recovery recovery community kind of understand what it is to be part of it sorry my son's sitting here like mimicking me on the other side um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we reached out to some friends. Um, we put an ad up on Facebook. We have a company called Sober Excursions, and we actually did an ad on there. And that I think that's actually where we met Mike. Is it not there? Yeah, yeah. That's 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 yeah. we met Mike. The, I'm yeah. going to correct you in a minute. Nick. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to throw that out there before she got you. I'm scared of Jen. <laughs> I've never been scared of Jen until this one moment. <laughs> Welcome to my world, Nick. <laughs> yeah, we actually kind of looking for writers that were interested in being part of a community that was going to talk and discuss about recovery um mental health in general and the support that it entails and needs um and that was where we met mike and he was one of the writers for our magazine um what else um yeah we are warriors actually started long before the magazine i just picked up the guitar and started writing music when I was struggling with my addiction um, and my PTSD. And then slowly but surely, it just turned into something a lot bigger than, than we thought it would be. Turned and into everything. It turned into everything. So now we do this full time. Um, we do have a nonprofit called uh, We Are Warriors Recovery Fund, where we want to help our first responders get to rehab without those hurdles and the, and the pain of trying to find the funds. And we all know how that is. They're just the resources aren't there for us. so. Might as well try to help, right? And Nick is a paramedic. That's why our focus was solely um, more so on the first responders, because as a first responder, we were having a lot of trouble. And we actually thought there would be resources lined up for our first responders. And we had to dig and dig and dig and fight mm. and fight and claw. So that was kind of why our focus went that way um, more than anything else, I guess, for us. Yeah, but recovery has been our life. Really, it mm. is. It's my life. It's my friends. Um, I really couldn't imagine a life without you guys in it right now. Hmm. Same. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Except Jen's going to kill me. So now I'm, I'm, a little I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> Can I comment on this real quick? Yeah, go for go. it. So how do two, how does uh, an awesome American couple meet an even more amazing Canadian couple? And the answer is from Instagram. So we were um, laying in bed one night, Mike and I, actually it was like during the day, I think, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, he was, um, we were just talking like we always do. We have tons of pillow talk and he, he always knew he needed to use his voice and he needed to speak and he needed to, well, he didn't realize he needed to write. 
So I'm scrolling Instagram and I come across We Are Warriors or Sober Excursions. I forget exactly which one it is. And it was your ad looking for looking for a writer. And I was like, oh my God, look at this. This is like, and he's like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. I was like, do it. And he was like, do it. <laughs> like, I'm going to be a, like, I want to speak. I'm like, what's the difference? Like, you're going to write, like you can write too. And he was like, I'm like, do it now. And he's like, and I do that to him. Like when I know he needs to do something or like, I have to remind him, I'm like, hey, can you please do it now? But I was like, no, I really, I feel like you need to do this. So he did it. And, um, I remember you guys were full and you said you didn't need any more writers, but you read what he you had written. So you, you can yeah, send sample. me a sample though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the rest is history. And since then we've had like, I'm a, sure really it was, I guess a sample. Connection. And then he did and we're like, we'll make room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then it was, I remember the writing came in and I was like, this guy can write, but this guy can talk. Cause I remember, do you remember being like, yeah, writing is good, but that voice is something else. So uh-huh. then, we, then we incorporated the actual yeah. audio. And you must, that's a sting for me. I'm a singer. And she kept on saying, Mike's got a great voice. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, who is this Mike? <laughs> but yeah and then we just realized like um there's you know a lot a lot of in between um that we just have uh, a great connection and we look forward to working more you know together in the future and presently and it's just been super fun yeah there's just been so many parallels and just the vision alone and our missions i just really run the same course uh and you know and with you guys we know all of you guys being in canada um but especially with them in canada and us in the u.s was really i think we both saw it as a big opportunity to kind of bridge that gap um and kind of work together um you know to to bring people connected to and and help get in you know because i know they get a lot of people come to them from the u.s that they can't really necessarily point in the right direction or anything and you know in hopes that's what that's what we can be there for also and likewise um mm-hmm. so but yeah it's just you know it just seems like to, it, that's like my brother and sister honestly to me right now they're they're a big part of of, of our family uh not just you know uh, you know with just a magazine where there's much deeper than that um mm-hmm. you know and nick and i i think relate on a, a on a lot of different levels and uh it's just it's awesome to have someone like like nick and and sheena in our in our corner is uh it's incredible it's great it's, it's definitely god's god's work for sure yeah sheena we need to talk more by the way <laughs> i love how that happens allow mike and i to have all bromance like, like, <laughs> all right it's <laughs> Just you guys, guys kind of do look like brothers. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like funny. We started seeing that like more and more. Oh, we're like, oh, look, they look alike. Oh, their their stuff is the same. Oh, they both have really good voices. This is weird. Oh, God. <laughs> are you girls? Stuff. Are you girls starting your period at the same time too? Oh my gosh! <laughs> She's on. On. Okay. I don't really know, but we might talk usually... about it a different on a different <laughs> I just well, usually women gather and we all start, you know, having it at the same time. So anyways, like, um, in- but anyways, I could turn whatever. Around. It's the truth though. When women come together, they usually begin to have yeah. yeah the same Our recovery yeah, women's yeah. groups can get Holy sick. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah. Nick. <laughs> 
I actually learned about you through one of Mike's lives. He wouldn't stop talking about how incredible you were and how we had to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. And I would love to hear a little bit about your journey. Um, You said that We Are Warriors started in a very difficult time for you. Can you talk a bit about that? Absolutely. That's exactly why we're here, right? Um, To tell us stories, to try to create hopeful people that struggle. Um, Mine started probably about 10 years ago, if I'm honest, and I've been a paramedic for about 16 years in Canada. And there were just certain things that bothered me over time. And I didn't do anything about it. I just, you know, I had that tough man mentality. In EMS, it's still like that, that stigma is there that, you know, if you can't, if you can't handle it, um, then just leave. And that was the mentality, like, don't talk about it. Don't, you have to be strong. Uh, Boys don't cry, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, But it just got to be too much for me. And then eventually I decided that, you know what worked? Drinking. <laughs> so on my days off, I would have sort off with a few drinks, you know, like, of course, I, I drank on weekends with friends and stuff, but uh, it just proves that this is a progressive disease because I just kept drinking, kept drinking, and it worked for a while until it didn't work. And then I was screwed. And then I just, I couldn't live without drinking. And then the worst part was, and I know you guys know this, how this feeling feels, is that when you try to stop drinking, that's when you know you got a problem. Because mm. then it gets harder. And it was way worse when I tried to stop. And yeah, basically it was a battle over six years uh, into rehab and out of rehab three times. Um, yeah, and the PTSD is still something that I got to deal with every day, mm-hmm. but it's, a, it's been amazing with this woman by my side. And now that, now that I've quit EMS- I'm new by the way. <laughs> I was, I wasn't 10 years ago. Thing. Yeah. Um, so like this, I, I retired from EMS this sat, well, not the Saturday, seriously. Nick. December. In December, <laughs> I retired from uh, EMS. So that was a big change for me because that was my life, my identity. Um, but mm-hmm. we definitely got into God, put us in a different direction and we feel mm-hmm. his presence in our lives. And this is where we need to be, um, where we're supposed to be and because we're meeting people like you guys and it makes it all worth it in the end. Mm. So that's just like a small little. <laughs> the singing too um, that came in, like Warriors came in about six years ago. So your struggle started 10, but Warriors started yeah. six years ago as like a coping mechanism. Um, mm. The singing. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to hear his music. It's ridiculous. Mm. I caught a glimpse it of is. it on TikTok and I was like blown away. <laughs> Um, I love that. Like music was a really big escape for me as well. So where, what, when did you get recovery? When did you start your sobriety journey? Uh, well, that would have been six years ago. I had a few relapses here and there, uh, nothing that would kill me, but I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's been a struggle. Um, I try not to talk about sobriety dates because the last time I did, I felt that I was jinxed. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to do it without talking about sobriety day, but it is, has been over a year. So. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Good. I'm really, yeah. Um, yeah. I love how this online space and, and the way we get to communicate now has opened up a world of opportunity for people in recovery to connect and people that are trying to better themselves. And what you're doing is so incredible. I've taken a look at your magazine and like stalked your Instagram and, and um, Facebook. And it's just Where do you live? Day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're in BC, BC, Canada. Yeah, we're 
closer yeah. than you think. Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> standing outside the window. Hi. <laughs> Hi, remember us? <laughs> Uh, actually, I have, a, I have a real great question because you shared a lot about your story and here at Seek Purpose, we talk a lot more than just the person that's suffering and battling with uh, mental health and addiction, but also the family and the girlfriends and the wives. So I'd like to hear a little bit about your journey while he was going through that, uh, Sheena, on how that affected you and what did you do to handle and support uh, Nicholas? What did I do to handle you? He can't handle you. <laughs> Um, so Nick and I actually started when he was in active addiction. Um, I was actually going through a divorce and he was sick. Um, it wasn't a matter of handling him. I grew up in a family that was riddled with addiction. I've been around it for a really long time. Um, and I think one of the things that we connected was that I didn't tell him he had to stop or that it wasn't okay. Um, for me, it was more just be there and listen. Uh, so we actually started off as friends for a while first. Um, what? I don't really know. Yeah, like she was there from like when I was struggling, she was trying to be there for me, just be the voice so that shoulder to cry on um, for a while. And the biggest difference with this relationship that I ever had is that she was non-judgmental. You know, she was completely, it was like, I understand this is a disease. I know you're struggling, but it wasn't, but it wasn't enabling because at the same time it was, you're either getting help or this isn't going to be like, we're not going to do this. So she already planned the rehab. She already planned everything. So the, everything was in motion already mm. uh, when we started this, but the amount of support and love that I felt, I never felt judged, not even once. And that's hard for us addicts to actually find that. Yeah. Um, there was one night, like, do you want to tell him or can I? Yeah, go. Um, there was one night, like in particular that like really stood out and I think it kind of sealed our, our relationship a little bit, but, um, he would go to the bathroom and drink. So like we, I'd come over and we'd watch a movie and it, like in the ensuite, he would have his, his what vodka usually mm. like hidden underneath the sink. And then he'd go to the bathroom every 10, 15 minutes and take a swig and then mouthwash and then run water and then come back. And it was probably like a month in or whatever, but I just saw the pattern and knew what was going on and knew that he was struggling. And I actually just brought him a cup. Like he came out and I just brought him a mug. And I just said, if you, if you need to do it, just do it. Like, you don't have to hide it. I know you can't stop, but just do it. And he just was done like on the floor crying. And he was like, I can't stop, but I need help. And as soon as he actually said, I need help, that's when I like I had reached out to a sponsor and I had phoned the rehab center and I had called his his uh, co-worker and had kind of everything lined up so as soon as he actually asked for it it was a go mm -hmm. I was just waiting for that moment mm -hmm. um coming that, out of rehab yeah go ahead was that instinctual to you or did you go anywhere to get support and help dealing with that with your family to know how to handle someone that was an addiction or was that just something that no. came from you no I think it was just more my personality, I'm very much a fixer, <laughs> very much a fixer. Um, and I knew that it wasn't something that I could force. Um, I couldn't force my parents, my life depended on it. So there was no chance I was gonna try and put myself in that situation. I also have a, a child, I have a nine-year-old. So it wasn't something that I knew that I had the energy or the time to make happen, but I knew that I could guide it if he asked for it. And like the day that he asked for it, like the next day we were on the road and it wasn't a matter of like, pack your shit. It was, I have this ready. 
are you going? And he got up and packed his suitcase and he's like, let's go. I don't want to, I don't feel good. I know I need it. Let's go. So it wasn't, it was never a matter of like, get your shit together. This isn't happening. He needed the help and he knew he needed it. Mm -hmm. So I think it was a little different than having to like badger someone to go. He knew he was sick and he knew he couldn't do it alone. Plus, you fall in love with this. So. It, was <laughs> it was your voice. I love that. <laughs> that. That's a really great message because so often there's so many um, out there right now uh, suffering with somebody who's you know da- battling in addiction. I I was a mother in I was in recovery many years, and my son went through uh, severe addiction, and it was so difficult because you just wanted to like you say fix it and get the hammer down if you don't you know and all that we could do is just love him and wait for that bottom to be like you know when they want to get help they say help we're there tenfold and um it is hard. Like, it's not like I was sitting on the sideline and I was like, this is fun in a cave. Like I, I spent nights crying and you know, there's, there's things that addicts do when they're in addiction that, that that's not the personality. There's other girls, there's other people, there's things being said, like, it's, it's not fun. But at the same time, it was like, in my head, I was like, he's sick. He's sick. He's sick. This isn't who he is. He is sick. He is sick. Mm-hmm. And you do what you need to do in that moment to be okay. And I know that. And if I wasn't reachable, someone else was. And I know that that's okay because I'd rather him reach out to someone else than die. Mm-hmm. So it sucked, but here we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just what when when uh, we'll do everything we can, 150% to help you get well. And the support as far as when they don't is just love, right? Just love, 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 love. Yeah. So uh, we'll move over to the two that are sitting beside you. On this side, (laughs) (laughs) on Jen and Mike. And if you haven't listened to their full podcast, we were so blessed to have you guys come on and they announced their engagement live. um, And that is exciting. And, but for those who haven't, no, what? I don't (laughs) got an image. Uh oh. (laughs) There's a lot of in troubleness. We're both in trouble, Nick, either way, so. <laughs> I just wanted you to know, we invited you to our wedding. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be there without a doubt. Sorry, go. <laughs> go on. Sorry. No worries. No, this is good. This is good. Uh, so, yeah, just maybe share a little bit uh, to the audience as far as how, um, you know, what brought you to uh, Recovery Army Outreach and, and uh, that place that you just knew, too. So uh, for me, um, you know, I started, I, I started just really as a hashtag to, to start using um, on, on like TikTok and or whatever. And um, I just kind of looked at it that way. And a lot of people make the mistake too and think that I'm a veteran um, because of the name. Um, and I'm not personally a, a vet. Um, and God bless everyone that is. I've worked with a lot of first responders, inpatient and stuff like that, though. Um, and I suffer from PTSD as well, pretty severely, uh, maybe not in the same sense, but still the, it's still the, the same, the same, you know, core issues really. Um, and, you know, I just kind of started as a hashtag and it, it kind of took off and, but I saw it as, and I, I probably described it, you know, on our last time here, but I, I just, I see it as like the only way that we can fight addiction and the stigma that I can't stand that surrounds it as everyone knows me knows that um is to do it as an army um you know in numbers you know we can't we, we can't work our program and recover alone anyway like it's, it's a we program not a me program 
Um, and, and I know that's the way that we have to go about doing it with numbers just, and, and the more, the better. Um, and that, that's how I saw it. And really not like anyone leading anyone. It's just all of us side by side as a united front, uh, moving forward and fighting the stigma and fighting addiction, showing people that we do recover. Um, and, uh, so it kind of started from there. And then we, we, you know, we had some people up and stuff and went down to, you know, I spent a lot of time of my life homeless in Kensington, Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, we decided to put together an outreach. Um, you know, this was before the nonprofit was founded. And we went down, um, because I can't forget where I come from. I, I can't. Um, and, you know, so we went back down and we, we loaded up a bunch of SUVs and stuff like that with, you know, uh, food and clothing and all types of stuff. And we did that one day and it was, uh, we reached a, a, a lot of people, at least 100, 100, 100 200 people maybe. And, um, you know, from that point, I'm like, all right, let's, we need to do this again. And we did it the following month with another, and we always have like 10 or 12 volunteers more than willing to be involved and serve alongside with us. Uh, and it's amazing. So we did it again the next month with even more things this time. Um, and then after that time, I was like, I kind of talked to Jen and I'm like, this, this is what we need to be doing. Like this, this is really where it's at. Um, and I just felt led, um, you know, it was definitely God driven. I felt led to, to continue to do it. And we talked about it. Um, and then, you know, the impulsive person I am um, <laughs> decided, all right, yeah, I'm just going to, we're just going to, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to found the nonprofit doing it. And, uh, you know, I think probably that day I probably started filing paperwork and spending money. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and it, it's not cheap, like it's not cheap. And, uh, but I just know that it was, you know, the will that was set before me, that's not my own. Um, and I, I know that it's going to bear fruit when, when time comes and, and God's going to provide no matter what, because I know it's an assignment for me and us to do this. Uh, and, you know, it's during these times when things are hard and struggling, it's just reminding ourselves that this is the path that was chosen for us. We need to abide by it. We need to follow it. It's not, it's not a suggestion. It's an order uh, and we need to take it. And, and I know um, in the end, things are going to be where they're supposed to be, but there's a lot of trying times going through it. Um, and then, so that's, you know, that's pretty much how it started. Um, and then we founded the nonprofit and we also have some people on the team, um, that really specifically help in certain areas for people that need help. Um, so we really go down and, and bring things to, you know, we focus right now on, on, on my city, um, and, you know, really, but it, the humanity piece is the biggest part for us. So like we can give all this food, we can give all this clothing, we can do all these things, but to plant seeds. Uh, and just personally identify in an empathetic way that like, you know, I've been there, we've been there, I get it. Um, you know, there is another way of life. You don't have to live like this. Um, and hopefully, you know, God willing, someone will take a suggestion uh, and take a step in the right direction and want to change their life. And in that case, then really our goal moving forward from there is to build a long-term relationship. Um, so, you know, become more like a resource broker and, you know, and a lot of people don't have IDs, don't have insurance, don't have anything. Um, to help facilitate, get these things and then get them into a treatment facility where they need to go. Um, and then just kind of, you know, stay in their corner, you know, like when they go in, you know, make sure you call us, we're going to check in with you. And then when they get out, all right, what's the aftercare plan and, and help mm -hmm. with these things and just really in, in, in attempts to build a long-term relationship with these people and just know there's no judgment. Um, and we're there for them no matter what through thick and thin. And hopefully, you know, build them up to like a year of sobriety. And, and uh, you know, that's the ultimate goal is just to have that connection and know that they have people in their corner. Um, and it's not just a few people. It's, you know, it's, it's the army. Like it's the whole, it's, a, it's, it's, it's hundreds of people that are there uh, willing to just, 
you know, sacrifice their time um, and for what anybody, anything anybody needs. So mm-hmm. it's pretty much how we got started. Oh, that's amazing. Incredible. A lot of people don't realize also, uh, should I say the better half beside you on this oh, side? Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jen, uh, because again, you have something that's going on on the support that you offer the family and the supports around that person that's going in and uh, seeking help. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that and what happened for you to start that um, alongside with Mike. To start the, I'm confused by the question. You're I am a natural blonde. I'm <laughs> I just got my blonde put into, but anyway. <laughs> uh, um, oh my gosh! Now we're gonna have all the blondes going. I feel offensive. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you all. Uh, you have a amazing support system for the family members that you have a meeting, a support meeting, and you connect oh, yes. with those people. So, uh, what is it that you're doing there and how can people get in touch with you in regards to extra supports for the person that may be not an addict and an alcoholic, but is mm-hmm. loving on someone who is? Yeah. So we, we um, host three Zoom meetings a week, um, actually presently four Zoom meetings a week. Um, they are Eastern Standard Time on Wednesdays at 630, no, eight lying Wednesdays at eight o'clock, <laughs> Sundays at 630. <laughs> it's been a long day. Okay, so um, Wednesdays at eight, Fridays is a women's meeting at seven and uh, Sundays at 6.30. And presently we are doing a Foundations of Recovery um, on Tuesdays that two of our team members are hosting. Um, They are open meetings. So that um, if you, for those people that do work a fellowship program, an open meeting is is exactly what it sounds like. It's for anybody that would like to come and um, learn about the uh, addiction or, you know, and mental health process or, family members that have somebody still sick and suffering or somebody, um, a family member that is going through their recovery and how they can be a support system to them. So, um, because it is a family disease, it's not just a singular thing. Um, so we felt that offering an open meeting, uh, multiple times per week would be helpful for, for anybody. It's just a safe place, um, to come in and, you know, you're more than willing to share. You're more than willing to, uh, reach out to us via email. Um, the two are every team member of ours have emails, um, recovery army, then our first name, um, recovery army, Jen with two N's recovery army, Mike at gmail.com and, um, feel free emails anytime. We'd be happy to, you know, talk about, um, anything, you know, whether it be just somebody to talk to or an avenue that, you know, you feel you need more support. We're, we're here to help. Yeah. So we, we do the, the, the Sunday is open Wednesdays open Fridays, women only, uh, which we really felt strongly that that needed to be on there. Also, just the women's. Uh, we'd like to do a men's meeting soon, also, but we know that the women need a safe space to share and to talk about things that might not feel comfortable with in with with, with men in the room. Um, so we felt it was important to start that. Uh, but the one we just started on Tuesdays is Foundations for Recovery. So that's more so for newcomers specifically, more uh, and 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 kind of don't know what to do or how to begin their journey uh, and aren't really aware of what options are there or if you know they're more interested in getting involved in a 12-step program uh, and wanting to learn more about it or you know what does sponsorship look like 
Um, you know, how do I go about doing it? And so that's kind of what we do. We kind of dive into a different step each week and, uh, and just talk about like, you know, what the fellowship is, what to look for in sponsors and what that relationship should be like. And, and those kind of things, just kind of educate people. If they, and if that's if they decide that's the path they want to go, then that's amazing. And if it's not, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's okay just to come in, turn your screen off, mute your mic and just listen. Like, uh, it's just an open format just to, you know, just another resource to, to put out there really is the ultimate goal. Just as many resources we, yeah. as we can put out for people to get connected and find someone or something um, outside of their self. Mm-hmm. That, that's really the goal at the end of the day. That's so that's awesome. Cool. I, still actually, I haven't hit one of your meetings yet, so I have to do that. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Sugar in my coffee. Yeah, <laughs> if you see me taking a sip of my coffee, I'm like, oh i love you oh that's so awesome i I definitely want to touch a bit on just for 24 we have coming up and mike and jen you're going to be joining us on that day uh one of the things we had talked about uh with one of our partners for this event elise is having people support a nonprofit on that day so people are going to be showing up on live going live saying how they're having fun in sobriety but um, just to give a little bit of extra meaning to this, we were, we we're hoping that people will give a shout out, support monetarily or just with um, sharing their content or whatever, support your favorite recovery nonprofit. That's really why we wanna have you guys here today is to talk about different places that people can support. So what if someone is to come to your organization, uh, we'll start with Nick and they wanna donate, get involved or support you. What ways do you have open for them to get involved? Um, honestly, they can contact us through any one of our platforms. If they want to go to Facebook, message us. Uh, if they want to go to our website, which is www.wawmagazine.ca, um, they can get a hold of us there. And um, if they want to donate, that's fantastic because <clears throat> we actually don't take anything. It is a complete nonprofit for us. There is no proceeds, nothing. Um, all the money will go straight into the account. And that money is used to help our first responders get to rehabs mm. as soon as possible. Or their families. Like or they've actually yeah. had to use it um, to support family as well yeah. when someone has gone to rehab as well. That's beautiful. So, what, uh, what supports the magazine and, and the production for that then? Is that done through donations or is it advertising or? It's... Where's my wallet? <laughs> <laughs> that's where it's done the magazine (laughs) honestly we started the magazine and i did a bunch of graphic design um, and a friend of mine also did some graphic design on the side but i did it for fun and i didn't know what to do with it so one day this young lady is telling me well why don't we do something different why don't we like try to make a magazine okay first of all this guy has like ridiculous amount of skills insane insane Insane. Mm -hmm. it's not even fathomable and they're just like hanging out so i'm like so you so use it oh so your graphic design okay uh use it oh you can make videos use it so, yeah the magazine literally he was like doing things i'm like so um it just here's the thing so this is really embarrassing so i'm just gonna continue um yeah so it was i just decided to put a magazine together and it took you were told to yeah, told to put a magazine. <laughs> and we got a bunch of writers to write for us. And all and... of our writers are like big, huge shout out. They do not get paid. Mm, yeah, so it is all... like all volunteer. Like everyone, Mike's like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. 
but yeah and it started off just you know we, we tried it out for the first two editions and we're like okay well we're not really getting much traction off this magazine and it had something like what 100 subscribers or something like that and we're like oh this is really good like <laughs> we're so going the right direction and then all of a sudden we started getting um i don't know people just started getting interested and it started building and building and now we're on the eighth um edition right now and it's up to ten thousand subscribers already on that so it's just one of those things that just kind of blew up and eventually we'd like to get ad revenue coming in so we can put that into the nonprofit too that's the goal we haven't really charged (laughs) uh people for the magazine and it's always going to be a free magazine i refuse to charge them for the magazine Mm -hmm. but if if people want to put ads in and stuff i don't see any problem with them charging them and then we can actually start using that money, maybe even to support ourselves a little bit because we're kind of broke. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the same boat. Same. Yeah. yeah. What's money? So, yeah. <laughs> like, like Mike said, with God's grace, right? So I feel like this is where we're led to be. Mm-hmm. And I know he'll provide. It's just not going to be in my timing. So. Wow. It's so true when it comes down to trying to, you know, God, like put a roof overhead, change in our pocket. It's, it's, you know, when you're trying to follow his path and what's been put in front of you and, you know, each one of us, everybody, anybody out there that's, you've got amazing talents, amazing gifts that that's what makes your passion, what, what makes you wake up each day, what makes you bring, you know, the most joy is what God wants to use, right? And trying to figure out, okay, well, that's great, Suzanne. I used to hear this from my parents. Oh, that's nice. So that's not going to pay the bills. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I came in. I was like, what do you like to do? He's like, well, I like to do this and this. I'm like, great. It's going to be a business now. (laughs) Surprise. Yeah. All right. How about you, Mike and Jen? When people come to Recovery Army Outreach, how can they get involved? What's the best way to support you guys? Uh, so the best way, um, you know, we do have a Facebook page at Recovery Army Outreach. Uh, the website is recoveryarmyoutreach.com, which will be updated soon, actually, also. So there's a, there will be a straight donate button, which will directly go into the account. Um, however, right now there is uh, PayPal on there, um, Cash App which is at Recovery Army Outreach, um, same thing. The um, PayPal is Hope Dealer one uh, the number one, and uh, that goes into the account. So uh, we also put out an Amazon wish list, though, also. Um, so that's on the website, uh, and we post it on most of our socials. Um, and so leading up to each, each outreach, we put together a list of, you know, the bare necessities that we bring down because, honestly, we can't afford them all. Uh, it's a lot of things to give out, um, you know, blankets and, and, and uh, I mean, so many things. There's so many things. Toiletries. Um, toiletries. Food. Yeah, like all kinds of, all kinds of things that um, we wouldn't really be able to make the impact that we do without people helping that way, too. Um, and, you know, everything comes out of, you know, uh, our pockets as well. You know, no one's paid. Um, and uh, so those are really the best options right now, uh, you know, and then until I can change the, uh, the platform, which should be any day now. Um, so yeah, cash app, PayPal, uh, the website, you can also just email me. You can just email the web on the website, the emails are, you can also just email and then I can send, you know, if you, if you felt led to donate monetarily, I can send an invoice and do it that way. You can write it off. Um, or, um, yeah, just contact us. Why is, I'm learning something new today, guys. What's that? Why is our why is our cash app not recovery army outreach because they're giving me a bunch of trouble trying to switch it over so i changed okay. the account so they're giving me trouble changing the name so mm-hmm. oh god 
I think that's what's so great. What I love that we're doing here and having you guys, especially, you know, watching you grow and begin and start a movement. Mm -hmm. um, so when you do go, there's so many changes that have happened since we've met you, Mike, and I'm sure you guys can relate to Nicholas and, and Sheena trying to just kind of get all the, you know, ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. So when you go and do donate, I mean, it's like, okay, what's, what's all this looking like? Um, those are those are the beginnings. We are in the beginnings of something really great happening here. So we really hope that you guys will support and get behind. Subscribe. The magazine's amazing. The stories, yeah, it's phenomenal, like phenomenal. And actually, the YouTube channel. If you guys have not even followed the YouTube channel and your shows are fabulous too. Just the the content, the information. Uh, it's it's like yeah. I was yeah. The, Binging. If you haven't tried, have you watched the last one? Yes. <laughs> I like the mask. Uh, the mat. The one that you guys showed up, Nicholas. Uh, I can't remember the other the other gentleman that was on there with you. But Alan. Yeah. Okay. It was like he came on with a mask, and like how many of us in recovery put masks on, and that was kind of what your YouTube the the whole show was about is how each one of us comes up with these uh, masks, not recognizing who we are, and I I loved it. It's yeah, really it's neat, fun. like being behind the scenes of that because I don't like being in front of the camera. That's his job. But watching him come up with these like weekly things and the content for him, like he's like studying and looking at things and figuring stuff out. And then the content comes and it happens and you're just like, what? Uh, it is it's really neat. It's an amazing process. Fun. I'm happy that he's doing it. But honestly, I got, I'm going to pump Mike's tires now because when I saw Mike <laughs> doing his TikTok lives, he was just like, hey guys like all confident and stuff and i'm like there's no ways i'm gonna do that i'm not gonna be that guy you did do it once. like i just i'm not good at it i feel really awkward. i'm actually very like like uh what's it? You're super person. shy actually which is um, really funny so yeah so, so i might do it and then i had a whole bunch of people tell me um because i'm friends with uh andrew hager as well and andrew hager said to me do it. dude you gotta do lives and I was just like, oh, I don't want to do lives, Andrew. <laughs> no, like it was like a hard no. Yeah. And it was probably like a week of me being like, just do it. Just do it. Just try yeah, it. Just so do it. I tried it. I pulled out my inner mic and then I, I did a live. <laughs> and it, it turned out great. And now I really enjoy doing it. And then Mike and I did a live together. And that yeah. was that was a lot of fun. But I've that noticed that too. Like, I don't know if Mike, if this is for you too, but it ends up sort of being like a meeting because it is like a recovery crew right that all joins mm -hmm. in and is talking about it so i mean instead of not like going to a meeting every night he's doing this four nights a week and it almost is like it's it's strengthened that yeah. I, I love seeing it i'm really actually proud of it. you want to know how great things were i guess I, I don't mean to interrupt we got ryan on here saying give me all the logins and passwords i can get it all fixed up for you mike <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sure you can right I'm oh sure you okay 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 yeah, my, um, Mike's mom and dad are watching. I just hey. want to say hi. Hey, 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 mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say too, and honestly, and I just have to shout out my mom and dad because there was a lot of years of my life when uh, you know um, they couldn't watch me do the things I was doing, and I had to detach with love. And uh, I know that was probably one of the most uh, painful yet courageous things they ever could have done. Um, and at the time, of course, I had resentments, uh, but. They needed to do it. Thank God they did, because uh, it might have been a death to me. And um, so I'm just so grateful for those relationships that I burned back through recovery um, and to be stronger than ever. Uh, it's just absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I love you, Mom and Dad. Oh, 
Oh, that's so incredible. The feels. We also love you, Mike's mom and dad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have to ask because Mike brought it up before we went live, but there's some embarrassing moment that uh, we said we need to ask about. (laughs) Yeah, we're going there. (laughs) Oh, wait, are you talking about this about Nick? Yeah. (laughs) So I don't even know how this came up. Little Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> being oh, we're, no, no, no. We're, pants. we're talking about getting um, you got pants. most embarrassing moment. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the story. And I, and I need to put it out there that I was probably like nine years old. So let's all just like give me some credit here. For <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, I went to like a, it was like a school. I don't know, hangouts or whatever. And it's just in South Africa. So there was a pool, everyone's swimming. It's probably like 50 kids all hanging out. So a bunch of my buddies told me, hey man, you should go over to those girls and you should go say hi. And it was a dare, right? So, and I was telling Mike, I'm like, no one backs down to a dare. Like you have to do it. So, you should have backed down to it. So then I walk. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have <laughs> um, So then I woke up to these girls and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Like just hanging out with him. <laughs> Come on, that was smooth. It, it never fails. That line never, never fails. Like, how's it going? There's nothing else you can say. It worked on me. So, <laughs> yeah. So then I got pants and my bathing suit came down and the water was really cold that day. I have to say, okay. the water was cold. I'm a human being, you know, and I was super embarrassed. And all I'm going to say is that those, I don't think I spoke to those girls again for the whole of high school. Like, they, <laughs> never once. Even they, they weren't at interested. Me. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that happened. So. Okay, so Mike, how did you find out about this? Yeah. Uh, so, oh, how did he? Yeah, find Mike. Out? They were talking about it on on um, Nick's uh, YouTube live, right? So why doesn't Mike tell his story now? <laughs> <laughs> so that was the only question. So we had we uh, so I was on I was on Nick's YouTube live uh, just a, a few weeks back, um, and uh, we had an amazing time. It was great. Um, and so that, so he asked me with random Q and A's, and that was one of the questions. What was your most embarrassing moment? And only thankfully that I shared mine. It was somewhat sort of similar. Uh, then he opened up and shared his. So I thought it made it much more epic. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'll plead the fifth. What? That's not, <laughs> that's not the game show. No, I know. No. Right, Nick did, so I will. And I'll try to make it quick. So I'm in seventh grade um, and uh, I'm in history class, I think it was. And I'm, I'm at that age. So things are changing, things are happening, things have minds of their own. And, uh, you know, so out of nowhere, I decided to be, um, you know, just up and at attention. Um, and, the, 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 and I was kind of a class clown kind of, hey, I got in a lot, I got in trouble in school. And I, I said something, the teacher got in some kind of trouble and he kicked me out of the classroom. He's like, get your stuff, get out of the classroom. And I'm just thinking to myself, oh shit, not now. Um, Cause I was, you know, standing at full salute. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, so I said, get out of his classroom. And I'm thinking to myself, shit, how am I going to get out of this? And uh, so I started just asking him weird random questions like, um, should I bring my books? Do you need me to take my desk out with me too? I'm just trying to buy time. I'm just trying to buy time and praying to God it goes away. So I'm going to stand up for the entire classroom pitching a tent. So 
that's pretty much what happened. Luckily, by the time I was able to, uh, I think maybe the anxiety uh, just kind of simmered things down a bit. And uh, I was able to smoothly walk out of the classroom with just no, uh, no embarrassment. But it was, it was internally embarrassing as can be. So there you go. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for letting me share. <laughs> I feel like this needs to go to the ladies now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to go. I was trying to get that out. Okay, we're on most embarrassing moment. Sheena. Yeah. Come on, let's hear the most embarrassing moment. I don't even know this. I didn't you know, know yours. Um, are we talking about getting naked? Because it seems to be the theme. <laughs> <laughs> the common denominator. Let's the common denominator. You know what? I I don't actually know. I was. We have a mall in Canada called the West Edmonton Mall, and it has water slides. And one of the water slides goes straight down. Like there is no dip. You just go down. And I have quite large boobs and small <laughs> <laughs> <all> bathing suit. <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs> oh, that's true. Um, small bathing suit, big boobs, and uh, yeah, uh, you don't go down a pipe like that without it like floating beside you. So I basically just came up, and the lifeguard goes, "That's why I'm on this one." <laughs> I think I was like 15, so I was like, Ugh. the difference is, I know my boobs were good. <laughs> so I was like, Whatever. And I just got up and walked away. <laughs> and I do believe that I did get followed around from the lifeguard for a little bit, who was like 17 or 18, maybe. So it's embarrassing, but not that embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah, it seemed like that light that lifeguard strategically placed himself every ship. Yeah, he was so proud. Like that's why I'm at this one. Like so, every girl literally bathing suit gone, and it wasn't like coming off. It was like gone. Oh my god! Yeah, got fine in the lost and found. Standing at attention too. Oh my god! Oh boy! Yeah. Okay. Pull that umbrella <laughs> okay, Jen, it's over to you, girl. What yeah, you your turn. I know I've had embar like I've probably had a million embarrassing moments because I just don't give a shit half the time. <laughs> and I just do really stupid things, but I really can't even think of anything right now. I mean, it's kind of gross, but the only thing I can think of off the top of my head is I was at a college party and I was not, you know, I was doing things I wasn't supposed to be doing. And I peed my pants in the <laughs> in the bathroom. I didn't make it in time. So I was like, shit, like I'm in the middle of a party with no clothes. And what the hell am I supposed to do? So I blow dried it dry and then I left. <laughs> that was thing. It was an internal, I found a blow dryer under the sink. I totally raided the cabinet. But like that, that was like an internal, like embarrassing moment nobody else knew about it I'm but sure they did. what they <laughs> taken off your pants and told everyone it was a pantsless party and yeah. started out the print yeah. that would have been about I, so we're going streaking yeah. <laughs> don't act like you're not impressed yeah. <laughs> i should have done that yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah if we can only go back oh, <laughs> 
Oh. What, what about, about you, YouTube? Suzanne? Let's yeah, start with Suzanne. <laughs> oh my God. Well, the what the biggest embarrassing moment for sure, it was actually when I was drinking, but I love convertibles and this guy had a convertible and I've always wanted to have sex in a convertible. I mean, come on. So we, it was in my bucket list. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> we have a bucket list. Right? I was like, doom, I'm going to do this. So that's what kind of happened in the front seat of this convertible was down and I'm like, you know, Wonderful. However, <laughs> the most embarrassing part was it was in the back of a club and it was around the smoke pit and there was a fight that went down outside, announced to me because I was having fun in the convertible and it ended up, nobody ended up watching the fight. Everybody was kind of watching. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I did have a cowboy hat on too. So what a show. I, yeah. Needless to say, I never went back to that bar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this has been uh, a great yeah. episode. Thank you, everyone, for sure. No, 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 no. Not happening. I'm getting away. Not Let's go, bro. Oh, I don't know. There's so many. How do you choose one? <laughs> <laughs> I shared one on your on your podcast there, Mike. When you asked about what would you bring to the grocery store counter or whatever. Yeah. Okay, I'll try a different one though, because uh, if you guys want to hear about that one, go listen to our episode with uh, with Mike and Travis there. But I think, okay, when I was a kid, we were like the white trash house in this really cute little neighborhood and everyone had like these happy little families and everyone went to church and then our, our house was like trashed. We had a hot tub outside and there was like broken cars and bikes everywhere. So I just lived embarrassed, really. but specifically this one day, my mom was having a hot tub party in the middle of the day and uh, me and my friends used to ride down the hill on this like skateboard. We'd put it a... Uh, toboggan on top of the skateboard and then we'd all sit on it and ride down the hill and uh as we're going down the hill one of my mom's friends stands up completely butt-ass naked in front of all these young kids we were probably like seven to nine years old and i just remember being absolutely mortified and also yeah we we kind of just pointed and laughed at him so it turned out he was probably more embarrassed than i was but <laughs> but it was the, yeah it was hard to show my face in the neighborhood after that like all these little goody two shoes church going kids and then yeah there's like naked men walking out of the, our, our front yard hot tub that we have for some reason so. that was probably the swim party i had <laughs> yeah. 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 I was gonna say. <laughs> who's that weird guy yeah. <laughs> Wait, I remember that guy. <laughs> was that you, Nick? That was you pointing and laughing. <laughs> oh. You said you were. I just got to um, say, too. I, yeah. I, I just need to say, like, and you know, you talk about just 424 and having fun on that day. Like, and I always love to tell people, like, if you're not having fun in recovery, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is so much fun. And, mm-hmm. and we're just simply talking, like, that connection uh, and to be able to talk about these things and just laugh uh is something i never i i could have never imagined my life was so miserable and there was so much pain involved um you know like i get a sense of euphoria from this i don't need a drugs or alcohol to do this anymore like yeah. and it's a beautiful thing to be able to do that clean and sober uh with a, a bunch of like-minded people so it's easier than you think to have fun in sobriety so don't let that stop you from using that as an excuse to get sober like you won't know what to do it's not going to be fun I, I beg to differ you'll remember it yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. yes yeah.
and it's authentic yeah. too right it's not there's no fakeness involved when it comes to recovery everyone's authentic that they're, they're for the most part everyone's themselves mm-hmm. the true self and that, i think that's why there's all this connection because you're allowing people in when you're yeah. true self it's yeah. actually funny like we'll hang out with people that aren't in recovery and we're literally kind of bored we're like <laughs> <laughs> it's like let's get real tell me your pain man but no one <laughs> I actually forget that pe- no, not everybody's in recovery because like all of my friends are in recovery. I do it for a living. I talk like to people like you guys on here all the time. And then I go to do like school drop off and just start openly sharing way too much um, about my life and being an addict with like this mom that's standing in line trying to drop off her kid from school. So. <laughs> Like, I love when people find out that you don't drink. It's like, I'm freaking crazy sober. Can you imagine this <laughs> drinking? <laughs> we talked about that. We talked, I'm like, I, Suzanne is hysterical and crazy now. I yeah. can't even imagine. But now we know about your convertible story. Well, so. yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah. Yeah. I've done that sober too, but just not with people watching. <laughs> <laughs> was that more fun or less fun? Bit. <laughs> oh, no, with, just, without people watching was definitely more fun. <laughs> <laughs> well maybe i don't know i haven't tried that yet maybe i should try it no i'm just <laughs> <long show. laughs> somebody go get dave we're doing this live <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> i wasn't saying live i just said go do it not no 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 we're not doing it live no no my husband is not like that he's he's actually the funniest he's he's the guy with the humor most people meet him he's like no but anyways yeah that is all about just for 24 that's what this is what we're talking about so um we only have about five minutes but i definitely want to hear uh, what you guys love to do. I mean, obviously we have passion. We love doing what we're doing in the podcasting and the magazine and the outreach, <clears throat> but really what do you guys do to like really gets, gets you going sober? Like what, when you think of what you want to do to have fun in recovery, what is it that, that comes to mind or what do you love to do? Who's first? Go ahead. Go ahead, Jen. Okay. <laughs> I think we just like to keep things simple. Yeah. You know, we enjoy spending time with with the two of us. We enjoy our alone time. We enjoy time with our families. You know, um, this past weekend we had uh, a friend and his son up and it was just like that, like like live in the moment, live and, and love each other and enjoy those. Like, you don't it, make new memories, mm-hmm. you know? And um, not, you don't always have to go out and do something, you know? take a walk, have a conversation, play a game, um, you know, watch a funny video together, watch a movie. I mean, we had a blast and we didn't do too much all weekend. We had a cookout, um, you know, just really living simply and like focusing on the things that mean the most yeah. because family and time, you know, those are the two most important things. Like you don't want to take those things for granted. So we just try to, we just try to live simply and, and humbly and love and spread hope and check our gratitude. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I think she took <clears throat> the words out of my mouth for sure. I, I couldn't say much more than that. Just yeah, Live simply just for today and, uh, you know, in, enjoy what's, you know, what we have, um, you know, don't think about the things that, that I want, just that be grateful for what we have. Um, and, and just surround ourselves with authentic, loving people, uh, mm-hmm. and family for sure. Uh, <clears throat> you know, that's what it means most is just the time in making memories and with family is really what it's about. You know, I'm not, I'm not some big, uh, attention 
or no, no, the big thrill seeker. Like I don't, I, I, you know, are going to find me riding roller coasters and doing all this crazy adrenaline rush stuff. It's just not me. Uh, I'm content at home with family. Like I'm good. I'm in, I'm in my happy place, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and just being able to help people along the way just makes it that much better. I really love that. And I find that when I was in active addiction, those things were annoying to me, like quiet time, family time, my kids were annoying to me because they're standing in the way of me and my drug of choice and my fun, my party. And then getting sober, it's like, holy shit, all this joy I was missing out on of just sitting with my kids at a park and watching them on a swing, just completely like soaking up life is so much joyful than anything I ever did in a bar. And I find that with like a ton of things, like even just sometimes I get ridiculously excited because I've paid my bill ahead of time. And I'm just like, who am I? <laughs> you know I, mean? like, I can find joy in so many things these days that just completely passed me by. I had no gratitude before. So I think that's just such an important part of recovery. How about you, Nick and Sheena? Uh, I would say gratitude for us is one of the biggest things. I know we have our ups and downs. Everybody does. Um, but definitely taking taking a look when you're in that moment, like yesterday, we were at her aunt's house for Easter. It was a hard day, too. Like, that was a bad <clears> day. Yeah, it was a bad day. But then we got there and it was with family. We got to find some eggs, have a some lot. steak. <laughs> um, so little things like that. But at the end of the day, we sat by a fire. And it was just like my elements of water and fire, right? So like if I'm around the ocean or if I'm around a fire with friends, it's like you have to sit there and just reflect and be like, okay, this is what it's about. Is that moment of peace, that moment of clarity, like just being grateful that God gave you this life, that you're actually able to sit here sober. His elements are so much water and fire that we actually bought an RV and sold all of our stuff, including our houses, just to go travel for the next couple of years. Wow. So as soon as COVID F's off, we are in our motor home for a while yeah, yeah. <laughs> travel oh and meet friends and spend some time like we hopefully we're gonna get jen and mike with yeah. us they'll stay in our rv for a night um hopefully yes. in indiana yeah well, yes. you're in canada you're coming over here to bc <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we're yeah. gonna do like we just want to tour for the Absolutely. next couple of years yeah and yeah. just take wow. the the road. Mm. can i <laughs> add something real quick before you end yeah yeah i just wanted to add nick shared something earlier about vulnerability and um men like just attention men it's okay to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to say thank you nick because and sheena both but more on a man-to-man level because you know when it comes to mental health struggles and ptsd and and addiction and you know these two gentlemen that you're looking at right now have found it okay to be vulnerable with each other and i'm gonna try not to get choked up because you know I don't know if Sheena, if you can relate, but uh, it's really hard when you just want to help them and you don't know how to. And um, the the fact that I know that he has somebody to call when things are really hard that gets where he's been and, and understands what PTSD does to people is just, I'm beyond grateful for that. So thank you. So am I. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, Mike was there for me when I was having my hard day with my daughter and just getting that text message from him right like we we haven't actually met face to face but that's it doesn't matter to me it's like a brother right so he he'll text me and say hey man like i'm just this is good nothing to do with the magazine or anything else this is just me saying how are you doing like how's your kid how's you know just having a friend that understands addiction and ptsd and 
mental illness just to say, hey, I get it. It is there. different too. Sorry. I know they're running out of time, so I was going to cut you off. Um, I know it is different too. It's not like he doesn't always want to hear from me, right? Like me going, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's almost like a wall, like shut up. You say it's okay every day, even though yeah. like it's not the same. So there's been times where I've messaged Mike and I've been like, I just need you to talk to Nick. Like I, I can't do this. But it's never like a, it's never I've never no been idea. like yeah surprise it's never been like a, a, a an anger or like an annoyance he's like on it and it it helps like that kind of thing does help so sometimes we just can't fulfill what what is needed it's it's a guy thing yeah I, I think sometimes sure. just it, it's the hardest people to even though they're saying the right things and things we need to hear sometimes it's hardest to hear the ones that are closest to us yeah yeah and uh and to identify on just a different level of someone that has personally been there um knows the same struggle um uh, you know man to man or woman to woman whatever that may be from a, a, just a third party yeah. uh is just so helpful it's just yeah, so helpful peer to peer and just yeah. being able to be open and honest uh, in recovery, we come to a place that we're able to be authentic and be able to really say when, hey, how are you doing? Like just before today, it's like, Mike's like, how are you girls doing? And we're like, ah, <laughs> like being able to be honest by saying, actually, I was crying, just, you know, t true story. And I too suffer from PTSD. And I was saying last week when things went down that we weren't able to meet and, and things for this particular um, meeting that we were going to have uh, there, you know, it, it was amazing for me to be able to be honest and authentic and so many people are afraid to say and look all pretty and be like oh everything's great when it, it's not and to be able to have people in recovery to understand that and like me too last week being able to say hey i've had a rough day with my daughter who has severe seizures and it, i just you know mike's like man i you know mine's been acting up too <laughs> you know and just hearing that quick text message you know just helped me know that I'm not alone. And like, oh, I was able to take a little bit of a breath, a little bit more of some peace that came into me. So I really thank each and every one of you for everybody out there that are being honest with where they're at today, because, mm -hmm. you know, it's really important for us to, to, to show those, take those masks off, right, yeah. Nicholas? <laughs> right, and just, you know, be, be authentic. So thank you. Yeah. I love, I feel like yeah, I'm gonna I get whiplash really from from like nodding so much during this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm listening to music. This is yeah. with it. No, but just, just like just like you said, Sam, really quick, and I know you probably need to take this out. Um, you know, and it's funny, just I know we talked about it before. Like we were we scheduled this for last week, and um, it was crazy because listen, the enemy was hard at work uh, because all of us went through our own separate thing uh, to kind of derail us from being able to do it then. And I think me personally, and like I shared with, with, I think most of you was clearly there's a common denominator there and someone's trying to keep us from doing what we're doing, mm -hmm. uh, which just, it, it really, it just really motivates me more so to make sure it gets done uh, mm -hmm. because there is a spiritual enemy out there that does not like what we're doing uh, and does right. not like the path that we are following because it's not, it's not his um right. and uh i know as long as we stay on course so like when someone tries to derail me or something tries to de derail us from what we're doing i know that uh it's an it's an enemy of mine you know and um and it's just crazy how that worked out with all of us at the same time where we weren't yep. able to do it 
and and I, I remember just saying like the show must go on. We have to we have to Guess do what? it. And and, and yeah. here we are. So we're here. No kidding. Yeah. So, okay. so I mean that here. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, we're here and it's like we had a guest cancel last minute on Good Friday. <laughs> and it was like, ah, oh, and just having that conversation with Mike this week, you know, about going through checking in on each other and then just hey, hey, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, oh God has better plan. He's bringing us a freaking army. <laughs> 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 and it's like, you know, not today, Satan, not today, not a yeah. You know, and for those of you who are out there that are going through those difficult times, I've learned in my own recovery walk that every time the miracle is about to happen, this is the attack that occurs yep. before it happens. So mm-hmm. hang on, you know, if you're having a tough day not drinking, actually, I'm kind of, this is a terrible thing to say. I'm sorry, but I'm really not because hang on because it's coming. You're going to have that joy. Yeah. You're going to have yeah. that, that peace. It's coming. It's right there. So hang on. Just hang on. It's really hard to like, we get really down. Like, so something will like just absolutely block it. And it takes everything we have for both of us to be like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like, sorry, we can't pay. We can't pay the mortgage this month. It's okay. It's okay. Next month is going to be really damn good. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's always something. There's always something massive, this big explosion or implosion. And it's, it's always the one of us is like really down and the other one going, it's okay. It's okay. It's not in yep. our control. Just, we're getting a lesson right here. Yep. Yep. Every time. Every time. Every time. Ditto. Yeah. Ditto. The best the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Absolutely. Amen. In the meantime, we all have to enjoy our journey. Yeah. Step by step. You betcha. So I, we want to talk forever because you guys, uh, and the great thing here at Seek Purpose is we uh, definitely have a purpose of continuing to follow our stories, our guests, and, you know, stay connected. We obviously have had you know, Mike and, and Jen here for the second time. And now uh, welcome to the family, as we said earlier, Nicholas and Sheena, and we can't wait to keep connected. And for those of you who are out there who really want to come and be a part of this amazing army and the movement uh, together for wherever you're doing and whatever passions that you have just for 24 mm-hmm. on April 24th, what we're doing is we're talking about the fun. We're going to say not today, addiction, not today, Satan. And we want to come live on April 24th. And um, we hope that you participate in check out the website uh www dot i'm not good at the just for two four dot com thank you so much it was so great to meet you nick and sheena and yeah welcome to the family anyone who's listening in facebook right now please share this live with anyone that you think needs it and make sure you head over to all of your favorite podcasting apps and subscribe to the show it'll be up tomorrow if you missed any of this